Welcome to the Play Piano by Ear podcast. It is a good day because God is good. And I don't just say that. I truly do believe that. In fact, I believe God is so much more good than we think he is. And I'm grateful today that he's given us music and he has given us things to enjoy in life. And so we're going to be talking about a really fun concept today. I was talking with a lady earlier this morning, actually, who has been playing from a hymnal and wants to go into playing chords and chord charts and got a chord book and was asking questions on how to get started into chords and how to use the chord book and how it all works. And so we were talking about that some and it gave me some ideas on what to talk about for today's podcast. So I'm going to be talking about some ways that you can begin learning chord charts. And this could be if you're coming from the classical standpoint, or maybe you're just reading sheet music currently, but would like to transition into playing chords. Or if you just want to begin playing chords, if you've not played much piano before, either one, either way that you start, this episode is going to be for you. And first couple things that I would mention on learning chords is foundationally there are 12, 12 major chords. And so there's a variety of ways a lot of piano books approach this concept. Sometimes they'll just take the chords that only use white keys and mix the major and the minor chords all at the, all at the beginning. And I find that a little bit confusing <laughs> because I, I like to think of it as learn the 12 major chords and then if you want to alter them into a minor chord, you're going to change the middle note of that chord. And there are hundreds, probably thousands of different ways, maybe thousands, <laughs> well, that'd be a lot of chords. There's just a lot of different ways you can alter these 12 major chords and that's why there seems like there's so many chords but I would say learn the 12 major chords first and then when you look at a chord chart great things to do is first just google a song you know Uh, there's a lot of popular contemporary worship songs out there that have great chord charts too. And that's one thing that I do like about the more contemporary style is it's created for chords. And it's really where I learned how to play chords was playing for a worship team. So I'm all for that. Uh, I do think it's kind of sad that the rich heritage of hymns are being lost a bit in today's culture. But on the other hand, a lot of people are learning chords and learning more improvisation and how to play by ear. So (laughs) eh, it evens out. And then I would say go Google a song you know. Uh, For example, 10,000 Reasons, Bless the Lord. That song is a great one. Google 10,000 Reasons, Bless the Lord, chord chart. Put the words chord chart right after your song. Or you could Google the song um, Oceans, chord chart. Or, oh, there's that popular one, uh, The Blessing chord chart or all sorts of ones. Blessed be your name, chord chart. And make sure to put the words chord chart behind your Google search. When you do that, probably the first thing that's going to come up is a website called ultimateguitartab.com. And 
that is a really great website. I really like that website. <laughs> so you just click on that and it's going to show you the whole song and it's going to have all the chords above different words. And it's called Ultimate Guitar Tab. It has the way that you play that. Oh, whoa, I just had an idea. Huh. Okay, I'll come back to the idea, but it has all of the guitar chords right above each individual chord. It shows you how to play that chord on the guitar. So it's created for guitar, but the cool thing is when you're playing piano and you're playing chords, you're going to play the same chords that the guitarist plays. So Ultimate Guitar Tab is your website for piano chords. <laughs> uh, but my idea, I was, uh, an idea just popped into my mind and it was, there needs to be an ultimate piano chord website or something where it's essentially the same thing, but instead of the guitar chord, it needs to be a little picture of a piano, chunk of piano keys with the chord colored in. Oh, what an idea. Oh, okay. So that would be really, really great. But just go Google one of those songs. Then next thing I would do, a couple ways you could approach this. And this would be the most simplest way. Play the song. And when you come to play the song like on YouTube, and when you come to one of those chords, instead of trying to figure out the whole chord, which can be a lot at first, press just that key on the piano. So if we're playing a song in the key of G, and we come to a G chord, and then a D chord, and then a C chord, and all that, just take one finger and press one note. <laughs> G, D, C, and so forth as the song is being played. And you want to make sure you press that chord right on top of the word that it's above. Generally speaking, the chords are going to be placed where they're to be played in the song. Not always, that's the little bit of confusing part, but for the most part, they're going to be placed right where they need to be. So you can start with one finger playing that note. And this is really going to help you feel the rhythm and the, the beat of the song which is definitely, I think, the harder part of learning to play chords is playing with a consistent rhythm because there's no pause time. You just go. And if you miss a note or you miss a chord, the best thing you can do is just pick up the next one and no one will notice. If you're practicing, then you can practice finding all of the correct chords. But there is a time and a place to just practice with the YouTube recording being played in the background and you're playing along. Got to make sure it's in the right key though. <laughs> Otherwise that would not sound good. And then once you do one finger, then you can go to playing the whole chord. And when you play the whole chord, a great way you can do it is to play them in root position. So root position for our 12 major chords, uh, for the C chord, for example, C chord in root position, thumb is going to be on C. Root position means if you're playing the chord with your right hand, then the name of that chord, if it's the C chord or the G chord or the D chord, the bottom note, your thumb note, is going to be that um, letter. So the C chord, your thumb plays C, and then 3 plays E, and 5 plays G. And then just jump from each chord, root position, root position, root position, root position. And this is where it can be a little bit interesting just getting to learn these chords. So 
I do have a chord book that teaches these 12 chords and also a PDF on my Instagram, Music Minute with Morgan, that you can get that has a download of these chord, um, these 12 major chords in root position. So your right hand's going to play each chord. So now instead of playing just one note, you're going to play a whole chord at a time. Then at this point, you want to add the left hand as well. So the left hand's going to play an octave. So thumb and pinky. If pinky is on C, thumb is also on another C, eight notes lower. And <clears throat> if you can reach an octave, awesome. If you can't, just do one finger or one note. Sometimes I've, <laughs> I've had that with younger students that are learning chords. They're learning chords just fine, and their right hand's playing the chord, but their hands are still growing, <laughs> and so they're they're like at a seventh and then barely at an octave. I'm like, yeah, just just do one note for now, and then in a couple of years you'll be um, you can do octaves. But the octave in the left hand kind of mimics the bass guitar a little bit. And left hand isn't going to do too much. It's just going to be like octave, octave, octave. <laughs> if you were to play left hand by itself, it would almost sound like how your right hand would sound to play one note at a time, except it's just a duplicate. So like two C's, two D's, two G's, and so forth. And then as you're playing along, now what's really going to make the difference in playing chords is the pedal, pedaling. And you want to make sure to change the pedal or bring your foot up and then back down every new chord. And the most important thing is that you play your new chord right before you change the pedal. And if you've taken classical piano lessons, then you'll probably have used the pedal before. But this is something worthwhile to work on to get that seamless sound in between your piano playing. At this point, you're going to find that there are all sorts of interesting chords, like F sharp minor 7. <laughs> and when you're first learning these chords, just go ahead and write out the notes above them. But once you know the framework of how chords work, you could take any interesting chord and find what it means. So if you, if you know F sharp minor 7, if you know what each of those things mean, you can apply that to any chord. You could find the C sharp minor 7 chord. You could find the... Um, the G sharp minor seven chord, <laughs> F sharp minor seven, you just find the F chord and then you make all of the notes sharp in your chord and then you lower the third to make it minor and then you add the seventh note of that scale into the chord and now you have F sharp minor seven. And other chords like that, there's gonna be four chords like C4 means to, with your right hand, press finger four. Haha, <laughs> isn't that cool? Elda, it's four, so press four. Uh, just like C2 would be press finger two. Oh, actually there's no C4. It's um, it's a sustained chord. So whenever you see like C and then the, the letters S-U-S, sus, that is shortcut for sustain. And that means that you're going to press your fourth finger instead of your third finger. And it's going to make this beautiful little kind of pulling melodic harmonic sound. <laughs> I like those chords a lot. Then it can be a little bit interesting at first when I teach chord charts to students, I will write out exactly how many beats each chord has. 
and most of the time, depending what song we're working on, <clears throat> most of the time the whole song is going to have like four beats per chord or two beats per chord, except for a couple random chords. And at that point, at those spots, I'll just write in, okay, this chord gets this many beats, and this chord gets this many beats. And that's really helpful for them. Great thing is, after just a couple songs of practicing that way, my students, they can tend to get a feel for the rhythm. And it doesn't mean that they've like got it for every single song from then on, but it means that they have a general idea of what it's going to feel like to know, like, okay, this chord probably is played for two beats, or this chord's probably played for four beats, and so forth. Hmm. That's, that's the introduction, well, that's the introduction to playing chords and chord charts. <clears throat> there are some really neat things you can do once you are familiar with chords and playing them. And that would be to add inversions in your right hand. <clears throat> if you were to jump from root position to root position every single time you played a different chord, it's going to sound okay, but it's going to be missing something. And you might go, hmm, it's missing something. I wonder what that something is. And it's probably inversions. I had a student one time who played for a worship team and she played beautifully. I mean, just gorgeous. But she came to take lessons from me for a little while to learn more about how to use chord inversions. And our first lesson, I showed her how inversions worked and I asked her if she had ever used them before. And she was like, whoa, no, I haven't. And she said, I knew there was something missing. That's what it was. And it was so cool to see the light bulb go on in her mind. And all of a sudden she, it was like her, her world got opened up like, whoa, there's a whole nother way to play these chords that I've not known before. And this is where it gets really, really fun. It's also where it gets really, really confusing if you don't have a solid understanding of your chords first. So that's why I would say focus on your chords, focus on learning those first, then you're going to get into inversions. And inversions mean <clears throat> that you're going to play the notes of your chord in a different order. So the C chord is C on the bottom, E in the middle, G on the top. But an inversion would be if you have E on the bottom, G in the middle, and then C on the top. And you're putting the notes in a, in a different order. There are three different inversions for every chord, and you can think of it like there's three different, three different notes in a chord. So there's three different inversions before you loop back around to the one you had at the beginning. Think of it this way. Imagine if I had three circles of paper, like three little dots, three little circles of paper. Imagine I have a red dot, and then a yellow dot, and then a blue dot. I could play them all together in that order, red, yellow, blue. But now let's say I take that red dot and I scoot it all the way over to the, like way over to the right. So I'm imagining that at the beginning, the red dot was on the left, the yellow dot was in the middle, and the blue dot was on the right. Now I'm gonna take that red dot 
and I'm gonna bring it all the way around to the right and on top of the others. Now I have yellow, blue, red from left to right. Now if I take that yellow dot and bring it all the way back around to the right in front of the other ones, now I'm gonna have blue, red, yellow. Then if I take that blue one and pop it up to the right in front of the other ones, now I'm back to red, yellow, blue. And that's just like how it is on the piano keys. <clears throat> you wanna think about it in terms of where your notes are placed. Once you learn inversions, it's great because you don't have to move your hands around nearly as much. You can just stay really in the same spot on the piano without having to jump and take big leaps to your new chord. This is a great exercise if you want to start doing inversions with your worship team chord charts. Right hand's gonna do the inversions and left hand is still just gonna do the regular octave. And then one last thing you might find is a slash chord. You might find G slash B. Anytime you see a slash, the letter that precedes, or the letter that comes after the slash to the right of the slash is your left hand octave. So sometimes your right hand's gonna be playing a chord like the G chord, but they want a different left hand octave on the bottom. In that case, you're gonna have a slash chord, G slash B. <clears throat> Just know that the G is for your right hand and then the slash B is for your left hand. So that's a brief introduction on how to begin learning chords and going from sheet music into chord charts or going just straight into chord charts if you've not done piano before but would like to begin playing chords. And I think that covers it. <laughs> so we will see you next time. Have a great day.